Welcome to the My Home, My Mission podcast, a conversation about life at the intersection of faith and family. Hey guys, welcome back to the My Home, My Mission podcast. I'm Chris and I'm in studio today with my cohort, friend, compadre, Jordan. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> We're going to come up with some names, okay, with the the mass superhero, <laughs> Captain America himself. Can't George wait to hear what it's going to be at episode 64. It's, there's What's no it going to be then? telling what it's going to look like. I may not even remember my name by then, <laughs> so who in the world knows? So, uh, hey, uh, episode 32 today, and uh, full confession, transparency, this is inspired by a book that I'm uh, reading as we're recording this from my friend Vance Pittman who is the founding pastor of Hope Church in Las Vegas and now the president of the SEND, S-E-N-D, not S-I-N, president of the SEND Network, uh, which is a church planning arm for the North American Mission Board. Vance has done a great book uh, called The Stressless Life, Experiencing the Unshakable Presence of God's Indescribable Peace. And uh, it's a, man, it has been a great book, Jordan. And uh, there's a section in there that really connected for me, uh, dealing with the subject of schedules and calendars and things of that nature. So we're going to spend some time today talking about how to de-stress our uh, schedule, de-stress our calendar, and uh, that sound was a 747 going right <laughs> by the podcast studio. Don't worry about this, friends. We have everything under control. <laughs> so many things going on at this church. There's always a scissor lift driving around it's somewhere. It's incredible. Who knew that our guys did scissor lift races down the hallway <laughs> while we were in podcast recording? That's great. So uh, how to de-stress your calendar. Here's the idea, big picture. We all have stress in our lives, and uh, stress is in itself not a bad thing, but it is a, it's a wrong reaction to stressors, different things that cause stress in our lives or circumstances that create uncomfortable situations. Stress is a bad reaction to one of those situations that comes up. And uh, when you start thinking about those, one of those situations could be money, it could be relationships, it could be uh, making decisions, it could be emotional things. In this case, it's the schedule. And uh, have you ever looked at your calendar and thought, man, I wished I had more time than I do? Yes, yes. <laughs> like right I, now fact, while we're recording. <laughs> about, about 10 minutes ago when we were just looking at our calendar, trying to figure out the next time we sat in the studio and just realizing... Wow, there's a lot going on, but that's that can be a good thing too. Yeah, so. yeah. This will probably drop somewhere around Easter, so somebody will be going crazy when oh, they're yeah. figuring out what in the world's coming up. So, um, yeah. So not having enough time, not having enough calendar. And here, here's the deal. You all heard people say this. Everybody's got 168 hours in every week, 24 mm -hmm. hours in every day. Everybody's got the same amount of time. It's how can you get more stuff to happen. And, and, and the issue is not about efficiency. How do we get more efficient at managing the 60 minutes in every hour? But how do we not become overwhelmed when the other stuff comes in? So there's things you can do. You can manage some margin into your schedule. You can uh, do some, you know, uh, weird scheduling process. But uh, here's the big deal. If we're going to set good and effective schedules, we've got to put the most important things into our calendar, into our schedule, so that we're intentionally pursuing our schedules so that they're helpful to us and not causes of stress. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, I've I've heard it put um I've heard it put into the metaphor of filling a jar. Yep. Have you heard the rocks I, thing? I have, but and maybe our listeners haven't. So why don't you tell them? Yeah. So um, I actually have done this for a couple of years now. On Monday mornings is when I kind of schedule out my week, mm-hmm. and I look at all the things I wrote on my to do list on Sunday. And um, your schedule might be different than mine. I'm a pastor, so Monday is kind of the the day. Um, but I start with putting all those big important things in the calendar first. Mm-hmm. And then you fill in. So the the analogy I'll go back to, you filling up a jar. You start with the biggest rocks first, mm-hmm. and then the smaller pebbles, and then water and or whatever it is, and sand. Water, yeah. yeah. Um, so you put in the smaller, least important things in the in the empty spots. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do on Mondays. Yeah, and man, I love that. Except here's what sometimes happens to me is that sometimes I'll. I'll jam so much stuff in. I'm behind. I'm more behind at the end of the day than when I started at the beginning of the yep. day, just yep. trying to fit more stuff in. Yep. So uh, for me in my calendar, I've got a number of anchors on my calendar that are always there. So pre-scheduled right now, every morning of my calendar, it's got to wake up in quiet time um, around 5 or 530 uh, which is a built-in scheduled piece of time. I've got time set aside for study every morning uh, that begins at 8.30. So after right after we finish prayer time, I block off 8.30 to noon on my calendar, which is set aside as a hard appointment. Um, this is sermon prep. This is study time. So uh, Michelle knows not to book anything for me during that period of time. I typically don't step on it during that time. Um, I've got time set aside for recording. I've got time for some key meetings that are pre-scheduled in my appointment. So my big stones in there happen. And here's why that's big. And I started with the first one. I found that if you don't intentionally schedule Jesus' time into your calendar, it's one of the first things that goes. Yep. So how many times have we heard or talked to somebody who said to us, man, when you ask them about their quiet time, man, I just don't have enough time in the day to do that. Yep. I've uh, heard it a lot. Yeah, yep. it happens all the time. I've said so. it. I've yep. said it before. Yep. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So um, here's one of us, and, and uh, there was a chapter about this in The Stressless Life, the book by Vance Pittman, subtitled Experiencing the Unshakable Presence of God's Indescribable Peace. I better get some promo credit. This is why this. we so, need video. This is it. <laughs> they, just for them to be able to see how you lean into the mic there, we're just taking that to lean in and use level. my deep voice. And yep. uh, anyway, so uh, here's he asked three questions about that, kind of around that idea of where's your Jesus, your mm. intimacy? How does your schedule promote that to reduce stress and promote intimacy? And the first question he asked, he says, does your schedule include time with Jesus or is it ordered around time with Jesus? Mm. Does it include time with Jesus or is it ordered around time with Jesus? Now think about that for just a second. If it includes time with Jesus, we stick Jesus as one of the same priorities of all the other big rocks that we put yep. into our jar. Um, hey, I need to make sure I get that. Or we put all the other big rocks. I've got a meeting here and a contractor meeting here and the kids have got dance here and all of that. We've got those big rocks. And then Jesus becomes one of the little pebbles that we try mm-hmm. to fit in. Or maybe the sand. Or maybe at night before I go to bed, if I'm still coherent enough to pick up my Bible or my phone app. I'm trying to get a Bible verse going down the road. Does it include time with Jesus 
or is it ordered around time with Jesus? Does Jesus go in first and then I build everything else in my life around that time with Jesus? What do you think? Yeah, uh, it, it can definitely take a back seat. It's, it's one of those, uh, well, it's like you're saying, can be the first to go, uh, but it, it becomes the first thing that we see as unnecessary. Yeah. That's right. what happens. I, th- I think we start to see that time as unnecessary when we get so busy that uh, we we don't realize the importance of that t- time with Jesus that really we can't afford not to have that yeah. in our schedule. So, Yeah, and it's not just Bible reading or what have you. We're talking about intimacy. We're talking about yeah. connection with Christ. So we could be talking about our prayer time. Yep. How often does our prayer time get interrupted uh, I mean, I'll just, man, just full transparency, I've got a special time set aside every morning to read the scriptures, read through my devotional guides, one of those which I helped write. But anyway, read through my devotional guides and uh, and then a time of prayer. So I'm working through the prayer app and all of the prayer points that pop up um, through our church prayer wall, uh, interceding for those needs, plus praying for missionaries and so forth. How often, though, do we get in a hurry and we're like, uh, I've just read that. Lord, you go ahead and answer that prayer. I've got to go. I've got to, to be out the door in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So oh, yeah. ordering our schedule around time with Jesus will allow us to promote intimacy with him because he becomes the biggest rock in the jar. He's mm-hmm. the first one to go in. The second question he asked, um, and this is just kind of a reflective question, is your schedule dictated by what's urgent or is it designed to accomplish what's important? Hmm. Is it dictated by what's urgent, or is it designed to accomplish what's important? Um, I think where he's going with that, if I, I I hate to try to read into a guy's mind. I should have asked him when he was up here for the men's conference. But uh, I think where he's going with that is the tyranny of the urgent. There's always something that's pulling at our time. And uh, not bad things, good things. Contractor comes in, he needs to do something. Kid gets sick. Um, You've got a major project you're working on. You've got these other two things that have to be done by 10 o'clock and all of that. When those things happen, what tends to go first? Is it uh, the urgent thing that's in front of us or is it something that's important but it's not necessarily urgent so we just kind of move it to the back burner yeah what what i've found um and i haven't read the book yet i'm going to grab a copy of it and read it but one of the things i've I've found is it tends to be things that go first tend to be those things that we don't feel the result of immediately Mm -hmm. so uh but over time we will so things like um our intimacy with the lord or things like Exercise. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I'll skip. I'll skip uh, exercise today, and probably also tomorrow and the next day, and then eventually you're just out of the habit again. Um, and then that's something that over time can have a result. But those are the things that, for me, I tend to uh, to move out of the way, or the things like, well, just one time won't won't hurt. Yeah, yeah. And man, that's so important because those are the things that over time actually give us the greatest reward, the greatest yeah. results, the, um, the, they're the most important things. 
Um, but we, they tend to take a back seat because they're not needed right now or they're not showing themselves a result right this particular minute. Yeah. So um, the first question, does your schedule include time with Jesus or is it ordered around time with Jesus? Uh, again, convicting for me. Secondly, is your schedule dictated by what's urgent or is it designed to accomplish what's important? Let me say one more thing about that. If our schedule is going to accomplish what's important, it's not going to just happen to accomplish it. It's not going to just, it appears to accomplish it. We have to plan it to accomplish it. We're going to have to be intentional about that. And, uh, hey, that means every time we want to do something, we're going to be saying by default no to doing something else. Yeah. Because there's only so much time. So I used to tell uh, a church, a pastor, matter of fact, I just have, I don't think I've used the line since I've been here, but uh, no is a worship word because every time we say no to something, we're saying yes to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, no is a word of worship. So, I mean, honestly, who can say no to the pastor? No one, I hope. Uh, but uh, the pastor <laughs> says, hey, would you take care of this? Would you do that? Would you do this? Would you take care of these things? Your wife, your kids, or whatever says all of these things. And uh, learning to say no is actually a word of worship because you're saying, I recognize that something is more important, more significant, more key to my purpose, so I'm going to intentionally choose to do this, and that, in fact, since it's my purpose, is, in fact, worship. So um, I believe the, the, the idea he was accomplishing there is that our schedule needs to be designed. It's going to drive our day, so we ought to choose to define it in such a way that it helps us accomplish the important over the urgent. Mm. Here's a third question he said. He says, does your schedule express a heart captivated by what's eternally significant or is it distracted by what's temporary? Does your schedule express a heart captivated by what's eternally significant or is it distracted by what's temporary? That's Colossians 3. Yeah, man, that's exactly right. Yeah, so that's I think a temptation for all 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 believers is to to get uh, overwhelmed and and I guess captivated by the things that aren't going to last forever. Yeah, and things that most of the time things that don't even last more than a couple of days. Right, and that's what takes a, the attention off of things that really matter for kingdom. Yeah, so yep. man, those temporary things they tend to be the most pressing in the moment. So, mm-hmm. give you an example, I was. Working on a project um, this weekend, I had three big deadlines due, and uh, and I didn't want to do one of them. <laughs> I mean, it had to be done. It needed to be done. It was time crucial that it got done, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to. It was yep. important. I didn't want to do it. And uh, what I found was is that I kept trying to stick other stuff in its place, and uh, thank God for a good wife who I came out of the study. I'd been working on the project and I came out and uh, I said, I'm just going to go do such and such. She said, did you finish your project? <laughs> well, what do you mean? Don't be, don't be asking me crazy questions. I need to go do this. She's like, do you really need to go do that? I'm like, you're a terrible taskmaster. <laughs> you're killing me. But she was right yeah. because there were some things I was distracted by. Like I need to go take care of this thing. But the most yeah. important thing was right there in front of me, and I was just being, I was being weird. I just didn't yeah. want to do the project. So, <laughs> um, eternal significance, and and I think his question, being captivated by eternal significance, speaks of 
developing a heart that's pointed toward eternal significance over temporal things. Temporary mm. could be going and getting one more job to raise one more set of dollars so you can buy one more thing that's just going to rust in the backyard um, or is going to let you get applause for this moment or it's going to give you a two-point increase on your test exam, whatever, where eternal significance, man, it really, really matters. At the end of the day, it's the kind of stuff people remember and they write on the rock that they put above your head when they plant flowers around, yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. So um, what do you think, man? The, the question, does it help point us toward priorities, you think? And what would you add? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's, I think it does. And if I, if I kind of step back and look at this whole thing, um, I think it shows the importance of, of calendaring and planning. Hmm. When you look, look at this i'm a big calendar person yep like my whole my whole life is on my calendar um and there are a lot of reasons for that but one of the things we can do is we can step back and we can look at uh we can look at what's on our calendar and see what does take up our time Mm -hmm. what where is our focus and and how can we adjust and that's that's the only way for me that i'm going to be able to to make sure the important things happen in a day, because naturally, if before I started using a calendar, mm-hmm. just the way I do it now, it would always fall into chaos. Yeah, life would always fall into chaos. Uh, things wouldn't get done. There was just mm-hmm. a, it was just a mess. Um, so now uh, it's it's a lot more ordered. It's not perfect, but it's it's a lot better. I can look back on my week and say, where did the week go? What I do. Mm-hmm. And it's there. So I would just say I would encourage anybody that's listening to this, just uh, one way to start is just if you're not using a calendar, try that. Start. Yep. Yeah. I remember telling uh, that to my youngest son as he was finishing up his last year. Actually, I told him all through college. But during his last semester when all the big projects are going, he's like, I'm so overwhelmed. I said, quit trying to solve the whole ball of yarn. Just sit down, put down the pieces on the calendar, make the list and get forward. And now I'm deeply convicted because you mentioned exercise. So now I've got to go add exercise (laughs) into every day on my calendar because you're a meddler. And I'm not sure I like you right now, but uh, I probably will when I, uh, yeah, later in the summer. I know you ride the exercise bike. I do ride it about three or four days a week. But uh, I do get, yeah, I get to a place where I'm like tired, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I don't want to do it. And if it's on my calendar, I will feel like I have to. I, I so. think I remember a time when Christmas carolers came over and weren't you in your bike shorts? Uh, man, <laughs> I don't remember these things. I think I might have had to go change clothes real quick before I answered the door because okay, I good. was good. in bike shorts. And, uh, that's terrible. See, I can't believe you said that out loud. That's see, crazy. you're doing it. You're doing that. Hey, we're gonna be able to, we're gonna be able to find out if people actually listen to our podcast. You if gotta they throw really Remember that. Yeah. (laughs) If nobody says anything, we'll know no one listened to this episode ever. So, hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of the My Home, My Mission podcast, episode 32 in the bank. If uh, you've got anything you'd like to add, we'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining us for the My Home, My Mission podcast. If today's episode was helpful to you, please subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on iTunes to make it easier for others to find us. 
If you would like to contact Chris or Jordan, you can email us at home at inglewoodbaptist.com. 